0: You can grad school Friday edition. I'm Kate.
1: And I'm Dustin.
0: <laughs> and we are you can no just
1: <laughs> And this is model talk.
0: <laughs> oh, oh such a great uh, I know. So <laughs> before we get into like what we're gonna talk about today, I feel like I just had the best Like I was listening to Five Thirty Eight model talk, and they were talking about tails, and it like coincided perfectly with what we were talking about in my stats class. And I was like, I remember three years ago when I was like, I'm gonna start listening to Five Thirty Eight so I can be better at like statistics and modeling. And I feel like I'm not, but like now I'm just like addicted (laughs) to Five Thirty Eight. But I had this moment where I was like, it's all coming together. It's a gateway podcast. Um, It's the only news I can listen to other than my boston globe and new york times subscriptions to their articles um which i like to read in bed before i proceed to not sleep uh,
1: that's good hey i'm a sleep researcher don't do that
0: yeah i think i think <laughs> i think of all the sleep research that i'm just like blatantly disregarding before i go to sleep and i'm like i'll just look i'll just like hone a little more blue light into my eyes
1: yeah that's that's what you need to do that's perfect uh,
0: I'm lucky I have no like sleep latency problems. I fall right asleep. So I feel like I'm setting myself up poorly for the future when that's no longer the case. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I'm more of like a fall asleep right away. And then at some point when I'm more anxious, I wake up at like a repetitive, like when I first moved to Illinois every morning at 3am, I remember telling you about this. You're like, everyone tells me about my sleep, but every morning from (laughs) three to 4am I was just awake. i i would wake up like this happened for like three months before it stopped i'd be like not again and then like it just felt like there was nothing i could do i was like yeah well you just give up oh yeah no i would just get up and do something for an hour and then i'd fall right back asleep which again is probably not good because then it establishes a different pattern and then you start doing it all the time eventually it went away
1: yeah i um, said i said give up you just give up
0: well, I give up and not, I get yeah, up. Yeah, there you no, go. No, like, that's what they combine. Um, but yeah, it's been two weeks since we've recorded, even though we caught up last week, which is really nice. Um, I feel like we're both in a very different mindset, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a less uh, positive mindset, because we're really in it in that part of the semester.
1: Um, yeah, and and just everything going on in the world it's like hard hard to 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 do things just just really yeah just like being a realist
0: yeah it's increasingly hard I also realized the other day that like when I'm by myself for most of the day I don't have a good handle on like my like mood regulation and so um negative points to my institution but they we didn't have a like long weekend instead they didn't want anyone to go leave campus or like the area and so they gave us Wednesday off Wednesday was a very stressful day because I was just working um that was our fall break very disappointing
1: you got a Um, one day fall break
0: one day a fall break I feel not well rested um (laughs) It was a very stressful very long day for me um i was grateful i didn't have class i guess um but that's like all i can say um but i had to i still had to go onto campus because i have to get tested once a week um you know rain or shine university Mm -hmm. on break or not and so i like first of all would like to apologize for the people who were working that day because they probably didn't want to be there either but, they, um, they
1: definitely listen to the, our podcast. So thank you I'm for- sorry, i was, I was really
0: in a bad mood, but I didn't realize I was in a bad mood. I was like, ah, just a day off fall break yeah. until I got up there. And I don't have my like institution ID yet because they never told us how to get it or like where to pick it up or anything. I get like 5,000 emails from my institution every single day, but could they tell me or send me my ID? No. And so- in the mask on my day off. And this person is like, next time you really should bring your student ID. And I was like, well, I don't have my student ID because I'm a first year grad student and they never gave it to me. And she goes, well, you really should figure that out. And then I had this huge teenager moment where I just looked at her with like, such disdain. And I was like, and I said, literally, quote, whatever.
1: <laughs> it, it is very much a a whatever kind of day.
0: I can't believe it is kind of wild that I was just like whatever like a 14 year old child and it felt so good
1: it definitely is like that is my mood right now Yeah, just a, a whatever like I am I don't want to do anything um I think we've talked about this before though like Schrodinger's cat kind of I'll put things off. I'll mark emails on unread. So if I don't address it, it also means that I'm not not doing it. So it's like this level of uncertainty that I that I live in that's equal parts stress and equal parts. I'm going to go play video games with my daughter.
0: That sounds so nice.
1: (laughs) That side is the stress not as much
0: the stress not it just builds yeah no i finally did a. I finally did the thing that i haven't done in a while and i procrastinated on an assignment and i was like oh wow it's been a really long time since i've had like this happen where like the day of something is due and i'm like oh my god i really need to get this done and i'm like and i was like wow this is much more stressful than having had done this before (laughs) or having worked on this piece by piece huh before that is I,
1: how I live my life.
0: Yeah, and like I kind of, I'm trying really hard to like try and set up good patterns. I have a feeling mm-hmm. it's probably going to end up being a mix of everything. But it just gave me really bad undergrad flashbacks to where I'd be like working in my bed at like 11 p.m. at night and being like, okay, okay, just like 20 more minutes, and then you'll <laughs> set your alarm for 5:30, and then you'll work on it for another hour, and then you'll have it in time for class. And like that's not how I want to function, but like also, I do think like this is just such a weird year, and it's just mm-hmm. it's very challenging to like know what your capabilities are going to be each week, yeah. Um, and knowing that like a little bit of it is dependent on your like on the political environment and like the pandemic environment, that's just like it's very wild. And I got sick last weekend, not with COVID. Oh, no um just to be clear um but i had this like i like my sunday like my day of rest was spent like feeling like really terrible and being like oh uh, do i need to go to like convenient care and then also pay like a 50 dollar copay because it's not like our health center um And the health center never called me back for it to like, and then luckily, like I felt better, a lot better, but I was like, oh, like I have a lot of assignments and work due this week, like, am I physically going to be able to do it? And it also just like made me really appreciate people who like struggle with chronic illnesses and um, how that has to factor into their work and like what they're doing. So um, that was like, not great. (laughs) But (laughs) On a light note, uh now I feel like kind of okay. My battery's a little drained, but like kind of okay feels so much better than like complete garbage. Yeah. So you know? yeah. That's a real yeah. upside. But I've what's been...
1: new with you? Oh well, like my uh externship or whatever it is that I've been calling it, I don't know, at the local hospital, like seeing a ton of people more than I've ever seen before, like I think in a in a week span, I see as many people as I saw in like my previous two years (laughs) in in the other clinic. It is just like bonkers. Um, it is so great being able to like help support people, but because everything is like so back to back, it can be difficult to be able to like have time to prep and be ready and, and do these things. But, um, So like, that's, that's definitely stressful. And just like thinking about how, how then it brings in, like you were saying, it's, it's hard to avoid thinking about the current political climate and just like how the systems are set up basically to, to like make it difficult for people who are for under underprivileged or like just for people in general, really, if you're not extremely wealthy uh so it's it just like then brings that in and you're thinking about that and then i'm like oh i gotta apply for internship and doing all of that stuff getting ready for that making sure all my paperwork at the clinic that i'm at previously is good um so i stayed up late last night getting that all finished (laughs) it's it's just been like thinking about systems and how uh the current like training method and model seems fucked to be honest
0: (laughs) please keep that in there
1: this will be our first explicit episode
0: excellent um yeah no i like um with you know one of the things we wanted to dive into today this isn't going to be a happy episode i guess um we'll include some fun things i guess
1: in the episode but um like what what do we have that's fun i'm looking around my desk nothing
0: uh let's see what do you got this um, fun
1: Kate come on
0: well okay since this is the explicit episode um for the last hour of my class yesterday because it was a three-hour class from 3 to 6 p.m I put a tiny little bit of whiskey in a mug and drink it for the last hour of class
1: nice <laughs> because nice. I was
0: really tired I had been working for like nine hours before class and I was like no one will know except for anyone who listens to this will now know <laughs>
1: We are. I, I sent you that information. We're international now. Wow, so Yeah. People from Canada and uh, I think it was South Korea. Shout out to you.
0: Listen, it's like midnight. Saudi in Arabia. South- oh, shoot. It's like morning in South Korea. And I was just going to be like, oh, it's like it was 530. 530- it's 530 p.m. when I was having my whiskey. So it's fine. It's not uh, that,
1: like you're going to be we're not saying drink at the same time Kate is drinking
0: no no <laughs> like, I was just gonna try and make an time. excuse for myself and I was like no that was an appropriate time to drink I was oh. gonna say something like well it's like you know also 530 in Canada and then I was like in South Korea it's the next day so that's probably not great um, <laughs> it's 1130 in the UK in some places I think uh, this is all to say that, this that is a was...
1: geography podcast now we have just talked about time zones Uh, So be on the lookout for that.
0: Yeah, this is all to say I don't support the abuse of alcohol, but uh, I one drink a day um, at the end of a really long class, uh, it was a real mood booster, especially because I was in my home and I still actively participated. If anything, it helped relax me a little bit so I could ask people questions about their project in an open, fun kind of way which otherwise I would have just like lowered my head on the desk. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was, that was actually really fun. Um,
1: Yeah. We we got to find, Oh, perfect.
0: I know it was like the perfect two fur there. But yeah, no. So that was like the fun part. We've got to find the fun. Um, And, but anyway, so this week, the other thing that happened is I know a lot of people are in the midst of applying to grad school Um, And I don't think this is something that's like across all programs, but I got a hot tip from someone at a um, school and at a program where they're not sure that they're going to be or saying some programs are not going to be able to take anyone this year because of funding, but they don't know yet because it's next year's funding. Um, And they were talking about the ethics of keeping their portal open, like their application portal open. And, you know, it just kind of made me sad. It also like reminded me of like, even in regular years, like I get that it's not entirely up to the programs because they don't know how their funding is going to change or the PIs, but like a huge source of frustration, frustration is when someone says they're going to take someone or Mm -hmm. might take someone and then they don't in the end. And you know, I probably have spent something like $400 applying to people who didn't even look at my application because they ended up not taking someone. And, you know, I'd be a lot less mad if it was just my time spent, which still sucks. And like, I don't like, (laughs) but um, it just like added another layer of the like, applying should be free. (laughs) Um, First of all, Uh, second of all, like we do a real disservice to students. And if it's, and if we're just going to take their money to not accept them, then we need to take a hard look at like how we're treating applicants and how that sets up people to treat grad students. Um, Cause like sometimes, you know, with a lot of discussions too on Twitter of like people being like, how am I going to pick the perfect grad student? Who's not going to drop out. Who's going to be super productive and advance my own lab and flourish. And I know like, I know that the intent is good but sometimes I think people sometimes. Forget. <laughs> sometimes yeah
1: we hope that that it's good
0: we hope and I like I, I really want to assume best of intentions but I think mm-hmm. sometimes people get lost in the structure of academia of like people do well when you invest in them like I've been in labs where I felt very invested in and that was yeah. a phenomenal experience and I grew a lot and I was more productive I was happier and like my work quality was just better and I'm the same person. (laughs) I didn't become like um, less productive just because like things were hard. It was the support I was offered. And um, I think when people lose sight of that and they're predicting who's going to do well in grad school, it feels a little short sighted or not looking at like you just get asked so much more as a clinical student I've heard from you. Um you're asked and loads of other clinical students, not just you. Um that like they ask you there's so much more that's asked of you now than there was like I don't know 10, 15, 20 years ago. The expectations are higher, the job market is more competitive. And it's like no wonder that people get burned out. So like the question isn't who is going to get burned out it's how can we prevent this
1: yeah and i think it like one of the things that as you were talking just like so this is a this is a hot take right off the right off the dome get can ready it, for <laughs> this <laughs> right off the dome <laughs> that uh like we are looking to to students and and trying to place numbers on them or make predictions off of their past behaviors and how they're going to move forward and make these, try to make these based on generalizations. How do we make individual choices and changes? And I think that some of the criticisms that we have of our research is just that, that like, how are we, especially from like a clinical standpoint or developmental when you're looking at at individual students over time or with school psychology like how do we do these things and how do we apply previous knowledge to help the individual um and I think we're starting to change that viewpoint within a research standpoint but then when it comes to our own students we're like yeah fuck that like (laughs) (laughs) it's just like we gradualism
0: doesn't apply to like fixing your own like inner program difficulties. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And there's this like sense of, oh, this is how it's been done. This is what I experienced. And because I experienced that, I am now here in this position. And it's like, uh, like, yes, and, and definitely not. Let's look at all of the other people who went through this program and are not. And what are they doing?
0: Yeah, I, I I have been thinking about that in particular because um I, I guess I'm countering former things I've said. Um uh one of this like study that was coming out about predicting like who's gonna be good in grad school was saying yeah. that like research experience isn't necessarily um predictive of like post back research experience isn't necessarily predictive of like uh doing well in grad school. Um I'm probably I'm butchering this, but um, the point is like, research experience, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> when you said it's Friday, I was just like legitimately surprised. I think we've said this multiple times already, but I was like, Friday, it's supposed it, it to be more relaxed.
1: Yeah, it doesn't mean anything anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I also, my Saturdays so on Saturdays, I have my like stats homework due. And so Saturdays are my new Fridays. And okay. Mondays are still Mondays, oddly enough. So, uh, just gotta jam that Saturday into my Sunday.
1: Um, yeah, we can, we can <laughs> stop existing for graduate students.
0: Yeah. I, I did a pretty good job. I think in my post back experience being like mm-hmm. weekends are weekends. And I'm really grateful for that because, um, I think that was like an important thing for me at that stage in my life. Um, yeah, not always like, but yeah. Um,
1: Getting back to the research that...
0: Yeah, yeah, I was like, I totally lost. So, uh, as far as research experience, um, not being super predictive, and they made this, like, great point, which I have talked about, and I totally agree with, which is, like, when you look, when you have put a premium on having research experience, it it can bias against people from lower, lower socioeconomic backgrounds. And... I see that point. I'm the person who talks about that. Um, but I also, I think I'm a person who talks about like my post back experience. I want to fix the post back system, but I also found my post experience to be like really valuable in making me the person who I am today and like providing me really rich personal experiences as well as research experiences. Um, so in that sense, I'm a little bit guilty of being like, oh, I have this bias for research experience, like post research experience because I went through it. Um, but I would qualify it and saying like it kind of depends. Um, and there's the counter argument, which is then it puts people from smaller liberal arts universities at a disadvantage if they don't um, aren't able to get undergraduate lab or extensive lab experience. So yeah. Um, You know, it's like, there's like almost no good solution, but, um, it also reminded me to be like mindful of my own biases and being like, no one, some people can go straight from undergrad to graduate school. I think you and I have a strong bias for personal reasons, taking time off, Mm -hmm. um, and enriching your like potential research experience, but, um, I think I have to be careful not to like globalize my own experience and the potential biases and having that color, like my future decisions, if I'm ever in the decision chair, you know, <laughs> may not happen, but I also have to be aware of the fact that like, I also like, I come from a higher socioeconomic background. And so a lot of experiences that I had, I had the way paved for me. Um, so
1: I was just getting stuck on thinking about a decision chair at a university. And it's like one chair for the department that <laughs>
0: like Game of Thrones style chair. Yeah.
1: And like you had to sit in it in order to make these bigger decisions. <laughs> and if you didn't, then it wasn't valid.
0: I kind of like that. It like really. What if you had to do that in order to make decisions? Maybe you would be more benevolent. Hmm. Like you had to be you like, know how like an audience. Exactly. Or maybe, you know, like the other thing we haven't talked about is, you know, we always talk about are the applicants good, but just like judges, what if the application committee or the grad school acceptance committee, what are they called? Uh, What if they're uh, judging applicants before they've had lunch? I don't like my chances.
1: <laughs> yes, that that's very true. And like, that's what my research is on is making like, different time of day and impacting that. And with like circadian rhythms and everything, we know that there are like huge individual differences there, but yeah, there are all these biases to kind of get back to uh, away from the the decision chair. Uh, no and,
0: more uh, morning larks in <laughs> yeah. academia. Uh, Justice for the night owls. <laughs>
1: Wasn't there a didn't we have a quote on the board that said who runs the world? Larks. <laughs>
0: yeah. For anyone who's new to chronotype research, uh, so people who are have a what is it, early chronotype? What what is it? Or yeah, morningness. Okay. Yeah. Um, a morningness bias or a morningness chronotype, they're more likely to run the world. Uh there's like a bias towards like people. Um, the world is more oriented towards the morningness chronotypes than the eveningness. Am I butchering that?
1: No, no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if it if there's any meta analytic research on who runs the world, but <laughs> it's maybe like, maybe there is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think the good Lord every day that I'm not on LinkedIn, and that it's not a significant part of my life. Um, so I don't have to read things like i'm the person who stays up to 2am and then wakes up at 4am uh because i want to succeed not oh god if you're doing that our world is broken um
1: yes yes and the graduate school program is broken
0: (laughs) yeah my other favorite genre of like joke uh, about linkedin is the like Um, The person who stayed behind like people leave to like eat dinner when they're like waiting for an interview Um, and it's the person who stays 10 hours who gets the job Um, and then people like (laughs) have run with this joke uh, of being like oh my god that's unhealthy behavior also like wouldn't you be kind of like wow this is a shitty employer if they kept you waiting for 10 hours for an interview. Yeah. We live in a broken world. Um happy Friday.
1: <laughs> Everything is fucked. Yes. Just trying to get as many. We gotta, if this is our explicit episode, we gotta get as many in there as we can.
0: Absolutely. I feel like more people are gonna be drawn to it if it has the E for explicit. And so I really think we need to like, I don't know, play into it. Um we'll just have yeah. one
1: we have to find the the vulgar comment in the entire episode
0: that's what makes it explicit the one yeah,
1: it'll just be a, it'll just be a whisper like
0: Shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes where was it um, <laughs> looping back to
0: applications um yeah i think the important point like i think i want to stress is like if you're able to have any say in the process of your um application and you're deciding on schools um i feel like i didn't believe this so maybe i'm just like Cassandra and like I'll never be believed because I also didn't believe the people who said this to me is like you're you're judging the people and you're evaluating the people who are in turn evaluating you to see if it's a good fit and if it's not someone who has like treated you with respect and um, someone who like demand like shows you that they respect your time and they respect the time you put into this process and the time you've committed to getting into graduate school, then you probably don't want them as a mentor, you probably don't want that program. Um, A lot of programs are like stressing diversity these days. And I think that's fantastic. But also, I just would want to keep an eye on like, are they walking the walk as well. Um, And that's something I'm like, really concerned about and passionate about. And so I'm really hoping that That's a change that's not just, you know, on paper, but in how they treat, on how programs treat their students. Um, In addition, like, when you are interviewing in the upcoming months, we'll talk about this later, but, like, ask students if they're happy at their institution. Um, Everyone is stressed, um, but, like, I think one of the more important um, factors in my decision was when I decided on my school, we had had a, there was a snow day. And so we were stuck on campus. Um, It was like miserable. And we had to like, switch around all of these things. And yet everyone was still like, for the most part, really positive and upbeat. And like, that to me was like very telling because it just showed me that they still like were passionate about their program. And they were excited to share that with us. And so um, that was a real like, Important factor in making the decision for me. I did not do that when I was looking at my undergrad institution.
1: <laughs> I went to the undergrad institution because it was uh, in the same city that my now wife went. Because good I,
0: thing that worked out.
1: It did. I, I think it's still going going real strong. Um, but for for graduate school, like I definitely didn't think that way when I was applying. Then again, I I only got like an official official interview with one place, and then I did like phone or Skype interviews. This was in the days before Zoom. I know people can't believe that now that we use Skype <laughs> instead of Zoom. Uh, but
0: whatever the Skype noises.
1: I I think that was close. I think that was close. It?
0: My all of my sounds know. are like imitations of things are so far off base.
1: The podcast but I definitely didn't have that view with with graduate schools um because it was it felt like this was the only option and that I would only entertain other options after this part was denied and so I think that that altered my view of the programs and it's like if I get an offer I'm jumping on it no matter what um and I think now after being involved in a graduate program like. Again, I I really enjoy it and I enjoy the skills that I've been able to learn. I think I would have been able to develop a lot of the skills, not not like maybe the clinical side of things in, in clinical psychology and seeing patients, but the analytic techniques or data science side of things. I definitely think there would have been other options. So really, when you're thinking about this application process, I think writing down or however you're organizing it with like how what are things that you want to learn what are things that you know and you enjoy doing and what are things that you want to develop and then checking with other students or just other professionals uh, or doing searches like google searches just seeing what are other positions that you could technically have with those skills um because I think this was in the last time that you and I recorded, like you're able to develop skills and you can do that outside of a graduate program and you can, they can still be super valuable. And if you're at this point to consider graduate school, it's like you've, you've kind of hit a threshold of you're intelligent. You want to pursue academia. Like this is a, a part of you and you're going to develop those skills. So that was one thing that I I wish I would have I mean, not that I wish. Like I, I, like I said, I still enjoyed my time, um, but just that—that that, that was an option because at that time it felt like this was it, and if I didn't get it, I would be a project coordinator forever. Which <laughs> yeah, I kind of am, anyways.
0: <laughs> surprise! Uh, <laughs> surprise! Oh fuck! Um, no, but uh, yeah, no, I feel. I that's. I think how I felt. Um, I think because I didn't apply to just clinical, um, I had a lot more doors open to me, which was helpful um, because it was, although still hard to get into, it was slightly less competitive in the developmental sphere. And I think the other thing is there's this bias and the people you look up to in undergrad tend to be PIs. And so there's also sort of a the, the non-college people or the non-student people, you know, in the university setting tend to be um, researchers. Mm-hmm. And so something, you know, I'm hoping to start up in the next year, like I think you and I will probably hopefully be doing more of would be like peer mentoring or um, I, I, there's no word for like what well, you're like one level above where um mm-hmm. Like that could, that could mean like post backs talking to grad students, grad students talking to post-docs, post-docs talk, and then like post-docs tying to PIs. Um, but I think there needs a little bit, there needs to be a little bit more of like communication, not just because you're in the same lab, but like a more formalized system of, hey, like you're in this weird place where you just left college Um let me mentor you. Let me tell you about my experience so you can learn from that. Um, there's also, you know, that gap uh, that we see in talking to people about, which is like, um, how do you write a good personal statement? Who knows that information? Um, the people yep. who know that information are grad students who are in there. Um, and Denver is doing this great thing where they're having people mm-hmm. review, um statements and give feedback beforehand in order to encourage, um, greater diversity of applicants. And Mm -hmm. I think that really hits the nail on the head of like one of the entry problems, which is like, you can be an incredibly smart person, but if you don't have the like language or like, haven't been given like the linguistic keys, uh, to open the door to your next step, um, then like you aren't gonna be able to get in there. And that's not that's not a you problem, that's like a system problem um, that can be solved by better resources for post and better resources for applicants. Um, because like, again, it's not like, I think some people might make the argument that like the goal of a graduate student is to be resourceful, um, that is entirely true. However, when you're in graduate school, you have, you're told about resources and then you're like, that's a scaffolded skill. And a lot of times we just leave people out in the cold before that, before they get in. Um, you know, like it's hard being a grad student. And I think people are very rightfully vocal about the struggles about graduate school and the ways that grad students like aren't supported as well. Um, with postbacs being increasingly required, uh, I don't think we have the same conversation about post postbacks, and it's hard because the power differential is also there.
1: Yeah, no, it it definitely is, and it it raises like a number of different points too that we do see that there is. um, It's not really even like a, a bottleneck type effect. It's that nobody is. It's it's like kind of a, an invisible gatekeeping in a way where we're not allowing the students who. Are who should be applying? We're not allowing them to apply mm. in like a systemic way that nobody may be, um, like advertly doing. But it is there, and it's something to recognize and address. And then also coming from the other side of okay, so say we do get a lot of people applying, and that would be great. Getting uh, more diverse. Candidates and having and promoting people who are actually interested in wanting to do these things rather than um, like I'm not like it may be the case that you're doing this because your parents did it or something like you're applying to grad school because of that and then you're going to be looked at because you have the resources and, and whatever but then there's also this like what you were saying before with having good mentors. And it may be the case that we are producing, and we as in just like students, postbacs coming from undergraduate, going into the graduate program, that there's a proliferation of really great and wonderful students. But then it's like, then what? Like we can get there, there is a way to get people to that place. But then if the graduate system is not set up to develop those people, in a individualistic or, like, productive way, then what's the, like, the, so it needs to be a, a kind of attacked from both sides.
0: Right. And valuing mentorship as a critical skill and furthering yeah. the field is just so critical and yet so undervalued. Like, I think people have that on their CVs, like their mentorship experience. And I don't mm-hmm. know how much that is a part of, it'd be interesting to hear from like a um, hiring committee on like what they, how much they value mentorship. And, you know, there's also a difference between like, you know, checking a box and like, I mentored people and, yeah. um, you know.
1: And I was like, good
0: mentor. <laughs> right, like, yeah, like I, I, you know, you could see like, What could be really interesting is having a letter of recommendation from a mentee. Uh, Well, now that I'm saying it, though, that could be awkward for like power balance. But I mean, I guess. The feedback there is like it would be anonymous, so that wouldn't have the same kind of issue.
1: Yeah, Uh, that was something that that has been discussed from a student standpoint in the graduate, like at the graduate level, that uh, in the the promotion to tenure that. It should be a core component to take into account student input and like graduate students that they oversee, or in either a teaching capacity or a mentorship capacity. That that needs to be valued.
0: Do you think that's gonna? How do no. you think that plays? Okay,
1: it doesn't. <laughs> this
0: is a cynical episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It definitely is, and it yeah. it's one of those like yes, it does take a lot of time. It takes more time. Uh, to have people read those letters and like that is so it's easier to look at how productive were you? How many grants did you have? Um, but then again, like you are granting somebody tenure. And I think that needs to be taken a little bit more seriously or um, we need to limit. The uh, the law, lo- the longevity of it. I was gonna say limit the terms, like they're, term they're, limits, <laughs> they're justices
0: term limits for Supreme Court justices and <laughs> tenure professors.
1: Those two, yeah. Heck yeah, let's do it. But it's, yeah, it's just like I don't know. It's again, what is the system valuing? And I, I find myself keep coming back to like what what I value and what I want to promote in other students and at times it feels like that doesn't match the program at a program level or a systemic level of either promoting science more broadly um, or even in like clinical settings that it seems like there is, like I want to promote the well-being of students and I want to make sure that they feel supported and are able to achieve the things that they want. And on a surface level, you would think, yeah, that's what a mentor does and that's what your PI will do. Um but I think there's just so much variability and then there's no oversight on any of this. It's like right. once you're once you're in the system like who's who's going to call you out if you're a shitty mentor? Like your your office mate, like someone down the hall, another faculty yeah. member. And I've that's also weird.
0: kind of heard that like it's also there's some reluctance to call out other faculty members in order yeah. to present a collegial environment which is something i both sympathize with but i'm also like yeah uh,
1: <laughs> it's at the cost of the students
0: yeah exactly like. and um yeah i just think it's a it, it's a bad system um there are totally a lot of things it. that are great about academia like the flexibility and pursuing your passion which is you know what i think you know like keeps me really motivated and excited about um my current goal which could change but like to pursue a career in academia but um I also think like maybe this gets beaten out of me because I know a lot of people from like our generation just like really value mentorship and want to be great mentors um I think there's also the other day I was like it feels like just so many people who are like assistant professors who I see on Twitter and like students like we really care like so I assume everything will change within the next like 10 years. And then I'm like, Oh, like, again, like just like politics, like there's this huge Twitter bias where you see people on the far end of like the spectrum here who luckily it's kind of normalized in my world view that we should treat people. Well, we should compensate them fairly and we should invest in them, but not everyone has that view. Um, And not everyone who is, has a, powerful role on committees uh and is in charge of the direction that a program goes has the mm-hmm. same view. So uh let's uh let's change text a little bit and talk about a similarly uh, fun thing um grants so Gross. you have applied <laughs> you I know you have different <laughs> feelings uh you, you have applied for an NRSA um I've NSF oh wait did you okay i i'm sorry and an nsf yeah
1: Yeah, come on how dare i (laughs) know my entire cv kate i am offended
0: i feel like i used to um and i have applied and i am in the process of applying for an nsf i got an email today it's due next week from my mentor who was like uh heavy edits coming your way and i just had this immediate thing where i was like every day we stray further from god's light or like whatever that quote is and i was like every day i stray further from a good research statement um i was feeling really good about it a week and a half ago i'll probably i the thing i like the editing process in general i was just like i'm really tired this week so my positivity (laughs)
1: and it's just gone
0: but yeah like i my like I love edits. It like makes me into a better writer and a better person. Attitude was a little bit lacking when I first got that email. I was just like, Oh, sad. I, I was like, I'll clear my weekend schedule.
1: Your one day that you have
0: <laughs> my weekend, my Saturday. No, no, it's two days in one day. I,
1: oh, okay. I wake, I wake right. up
0: at 12 AM uh, Saturday or Sunday morning. And then 12 to 12 PM is Saturday.
1: And then it switches to 11 is Sunday. We take a, a 20 minute nap in between. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, All right.
1: Now it's Sunday. Let's go.
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> um, but it's been, uh, it's been this real mix. And like, I hadn't had that feeling where I was like, damn, if this doesn't get funded, I'm going to be really sad. Cause this, like, I spent a lot of my free time slash time that I could have been spending on stats on this, but Then at the same time, I think once it's submitted, I usually kind of stray back into positivity and I'm like, wow, because it was really clarifying for me. And um, I feel like it helps me work out a lot of like kinks in the like research pipeline of like, how is this data going to get collected and like, what's the best way to do it, which was really exciting. Um, So talking about it now, I'm starting to lift my own spirits. could be the could be the whiskey I added to my coffee just kidding i didn't do that <laughs> i thought about it but i did not do it that's
1: fine that's all right maybe that'll be we'll have a you can grad school after dark after hours <gasps> absolutely um, <laughs> i yeah like i love i love the process of thinking about grants like thinking about the ideas that go into a grant and developing these ideas, how you're going to actually test them. I, like the research pipeline and, and the data flow. And like those pieces are really exciting for me. It's then the fact that you put in all this time and then the chances of being able to do that project that you spent a ton of time in are, is like super, super low and that it is often out of your control.
0: Yeah. I think And the fact that it's not just who has the best idea wins, although that's probably a good thing because when are you ever gonna have like in a million smart people who <laughs> submit ideas? if I was like, I have to come up with the best idea of five hundred people it's more than five hundred people um just the odds of that feel pretty low um, the best idea should win um though so, anyway
1: what goes into a best idea? Is it going to be the the idea that oh everything's so objective
0: and empirical? Shut I would up. only expect stop. the
1: stop it stop <laughs> it. Um,
0: no, that's a good and I also so one thing like a earlier I was being pretty snarky and sassy about my institution choices regarding fall break. Just a reminder, don't enjoy. But um, one thing that I found like really refreshing and um, I'd be curious what your experience has been with this is at my school like a big attitude is fantastic apply for grants repurpose your work and apply it to something else there are a million grants out there um, I mean there's definitely a bias because there's more I think internal grants at my program available um, and it has even though it's a mixed private public institution it does have a lot of it. private funding um, but yeah uh, the idea them just saying like, Oh, it's fine. Like there's a good chance you won't get this grant, even if it's a great idea, just like find a new project or find a new thing to apply to you and apply that grant. And then you'll, then you'll be paid for your work. And you know, I haven't tested that out yet. This is year one, year two, i I'll year one and two, I'll probably do that. But, um, that is like a very refreshing take for me. Um, because I want to move forward with this idea, and um, I plan to, and so it's just finding like what's going to fund me, how am I going to make this happen, um, and that I think makes it feel like it's less like this is all in vain.
1: Yeah, I, uh, th- I, I think I have a, a different experience, and it might just be my unwillingness to look at those other options um because of how i feel about the overall grant process um so yeah i it's more of like and i i think it it that viewpoint even goes further into like faculty positions and and things like that you can apply for these larger ro1s um or or certain training grants through different institutions and there are different ways to do that and then um other like smaller grants that could fund different things. And then it again gets at well, how are you being um judged in in whatever progress you're trying to make? And so maybe getting two smaller grants will be helpful, but in the long run, maybe a larger R01 would be better. Um I don't know. That's just like a, a an aside thing, but the I don't know. I just like, I, I want to be able to do work and I want to be able to, to promote these ideas. And I hate having to, to, it feels like begging in a way, like just for, for support for these ideas that you've thought really hard and and thoughtful about, and that could have a, a larger impact. Um, and then it makes me think of like, well, are we disseminating our science properly? Maybe that's the, that could be another problem. Um, yeah, it's just one of those days where you think about everything like all at once and it just kind of happens and you're like, oh, this doesn't, Okay. This, this is where we're at. Okay. This
0: isn't working well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to be the positive person. I'm going to combat your uh, cynicism. Fight Fight um, I don't you. have a direct thing for that, which is like, I mean, I guess you could say the other thing is... You know, yeah, like maybe this larger uh, system is broken, but like the other thing is like, wow, there are a lot of people like we're fighting good idea against good idea to get funding. That's like a little sad, but it's also kind of, it is it's a lot sad. Um, but it's also like, wow, there are a lot of like good ideas worth funding. Like, I really hope like we find a way to like, whether it's private or public funding, hopefully with a potential new administration, science is going to be more. fundable (laughs) um and but like I I think you know it kind of depends on like what you want to do um I think in the past now I'm talking myself down um in the past I've seen institutions that are really good at getting funding but not good at using them and so I'm like okay what if I took like what I learned from this like institution that was really good at getting funding but I like combined it with my ideas that I think are really important and I'm gonna like I'm gonna work really hard to be like you know my goal for this project is uh one of the like things i want to do is um have a like regular blog of like update of the science and like problems i'm encountering and i want it to be written in a way that both like like young researchers like myself could look at Mm -hmm. um and see as a guide but also like kind of give like the the lay public um you know like your regular kind of person who's interested in this um insight into how the research project uh, process works and then also as kind of like a legitimacy thing so um here's my like hopeful note is i like i will get this idea funded no matter how i'm gonna do it um and i'm gonna use it as a tool for like science communication um and a lot of this positivity a lot oh, can't talk a lot of this positivity comes from my privilege, but I also like my other plan is to like try and open doors behind me for people and I think like the way I'm gonna do that is through regularly blogging about this experience to serve as like a roadmap for other people who might not have the advantages that I have in both my background as well as like my institutional um the institutional advantages i guess or like how well resourced my institution is
1: yeah i i like that idea and that's something that i've been trying to to do more of it takes a lot of time being able to to try to keep up a blog hence (laughs) our blog not not having more updates Oh yeah, the
0: blog I'm going to update it on is can grad school, so that'll oh, really help. Um but yeah, no, like that's also dependent on me like getting funded by some place and it's so, like being realistic I think as part of that too cuz like if I'm doing if I'm doing a TA ship and things like that, that's going to be mm-hmm. much harder to balance or I'm going to have to front load my like summers or something and get that some work out of the way.
1: Yeah, I I think the thing that that puts me off of just grants more broadly is the fact that it feels like you have to play a certain game. And there is like, just with writing like personal statements, like we were talking about, there are certain ways to write certain portions of the grant for certain agencies, like NIMH versus NSF or things Mm -hmm. like that, that, that there's like insider knowledge that you have to have and i think that was what was so that resulted in me having such a strong reaction because it it like perpetuated this um like disparity and inequity among students because say your your advisor doesn't have as much experience mm-hmm. then you're going to be you're not going to have that privilege of being able to do that yeah It's that broader thing that I think is more upsetting for me.
0: I think that's a very legitimate criticism that I agree with. I feel like it's, um, the comparison I would make it's like each individual. And I think it's why I don't find grant writing as exhausting as I find like coding, for example, though less so recently. So that's an upside. Um, but like it's kind of like learning how to code, but it only applies to the one project. There's no like, I mean, there's some globalization of like skill set and like recognizing patterns and like what they're looking for. Um, But it is like, you learn the key phrases to include, Mm -hmm. you learn like what kind of tone you wanna strike. Um, Like a piece of feedback I got for my current, like grant writing is that I'm writing my um, research plan, more like a research methods, Section and I was like, Well, aren't they accomplishing the same thing? And so I was a little bit like, Oh, I didn't realize that had to be different. And so it's something I have to put like effort into, but then I'm gonna have to like undo that effort and then rewrite it into a research method statement. Um, so it's not like you're doing like a massive um pre registration or like a what is it called? Um,
1: Registered report.
0: Registered report. Uh, <laughs> it's not like you're doing a registered report and you're saying, "Please fund this."
1: Yeah,
0: um, that would be great because that could be potentially that could be very useful. Um, but although that would be an awful lot of work too. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I think like I like like playing with words and like trying to figure out words. I I think one of the things probably because. Um, when I was in middle school, I remember I had a middle school teacher who said, like, if you can write well, you can get whatever you want. Um, and like, that's not entirely true, but like, I think I took that with me and I was like, Ooh, like if I can just like write this well, then I could get what I want, which is this funding. Um, and that's obviously like everything it's complicated, but, um, I feel like that gives me more hope when I'm writing than like with coding. I'm like. If you can code, you can get whatever you want. It's
1: not true. Um, you can make a lot of money. If but you can code make well. a lot of money. So, yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
1: See, as a, as a straight white man, I just get what I want anyway. So I don't need to worry about, about writing. And that's why I hate it. Because it allows people who aren't me to get things that I want. <laughs>
0: If only they just had a picture you could submit for your application, just like straight white male.
1: I think my name does it.
0: Dustin <laughs> is a white very white. white. <laughs> yeah. What's the origins of Herodin?
1: It's like Irish and English.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Kathleen well,
0: McCormick know. conveys a very specific p- picture.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Of someone who looks a lot like me maybe they have red hair but otherwise it's pretty much this yeah um we'll probably wrap it up soon because we've just been we've been complaining too long but um yeah so on a bright note um you know i i'm like a few weeks into like my r slash stats class and it's like going pretty well um I feel like I'm finding my stride. This homework is like slightly more complicated this week. And so I, I actually started it early. Um, it's probably still going to be a little bit of a doozy, but um, I'm like really happy that it's, I'm like finding my way and that like troubleshooting, I, I it's not, it's just my attitude about troubleshooting is a little bit better. Um, yeah. And that like makes it easier. Um, and so that's been, that's been a huge upside. Uh, we're doing Bayesian um, Bayesian, Bayesian um, stats as a component of our homework this week, which is like... Uh, That's awesome. Yeah.
1: I'll That's exciting that. for me. Yeah. I was haven't...
0: like, Dustin like, will enjoy this.
1: Yes, um, <laughs> very we haven't done Bayesian stuff.
0: I, yeah. I think if I remember correctly, we just kind of intro it and do some basics. And then we kind of go into a more frequentist... Um, model um for the rest of yeah. class maybe um but yeah no it's like it's it's helpful to have that as like a background um mm-hmm. i feel like hearing more of like the downside of bayesian Be- bayesian people say both but like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um is kind of helpful too because i feel like the last time so i took this class but it was really different when i took it last and i wasn't as good of a student and so i don't think I pretty much retained absolutely no information from this class because I was an idiot. Um, and in my approach, not that I myself am an idiot. I see you giving me a look to correct myself. Um, anyway, uh, my motivation was low because I was a senior in college. Um, but I remember just being like, Bayesian isn't that bad. Actually, like, it's kind of good. And now I'm like, okay, it's just like everything else. It's net neutral
1: probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think you're more thoughtful in the mistakes that you can potentially make within a Bayesian framework.
0: Yeah. So, and there's a fun Bayesian joke on Twitter that I understood. I was like
1: <laughs> Nice.
0: Yeah. Uh any positive news from the last two weeks that you'd like to share? Uh
1: the I can't remember if if we if I've talked about it like I passed the my proposal for the defense of my
0: i assumed but woo-hoo. i
1: i didn't know if we had talked about that yet i know you and i had talked about oh, it. oh
0: i was like oh wait yeah no we definitely confirmed you pass
1: yeah on the pod um, but not on
0: the pod yeah okay individually woohoo
1: yeah the uh so that was fun it was what i expected and i was really glad that that i have the people on the committee that i do um, I think in terms of, of other things, I've been trying to do some more stuff with, with R and, uh, integrating our, so our clinic, I'm one of the, uh, like assistants at our clinic at the university for psychological services, and we've had to move to a telehealth model. So navigating that has been somewhat frustrating given the previous structure that we've had. Um, but we've like transitioned to using electronic measures and, and all these things, so integrating that with my love of like data flow and processing and getting information to the clinicians has been really exciting in a really nerdy way. Um, so like, trying to automate all those things has been really cool. Um, yeah, and just like continuing to try to see what, what career paths I can have. Cause it feels like, it feels like I'm close to the end, but at the same time, it feels like it's forever away.
0: When is intern, when's the deadline for internship stuff?
1: It's like two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Stressful.
1: That's how how I feel about it too. It's almost like like, we
0: both have stressful timelines in the next two weeks. Uh Um, Yeah. That's, that's awesome though. I feel like, I don't know, it's been cool to see you like finding your way and like your own path. That's like not the one that like everyone kind of gets dictated to them. Um, So I'm excited to see what you do next. Um, Me too. (laughs) Let's head into future directions. So uh, my future direction is a future direction for me as well. It's not really a recommendation. Um, Is the new book by Tana French. I have ordered it and I'm hoping to pick it up soon. And I can't remember the name of it but I'm super thrilled to read it because anything by her is good. And um, that's like one thing I can be sure of. And if it's not, then I'm going to be really let down. So no pressure, Tana French.
1: Yeah, no pressure at all. <laughs> uh, my wife just read the the guy who wrote the Aragon series. The Yes. He wrote a new book. What? yeah did you not know about this
0: no i i literally was talking about aragon with someone like uh, a few months ago Be- i cannot believe he was like 15 when he wrote it
1: yeah yeah it's War-
0: aragon bring Br- brit singer and what was the third one in the trilogy
1: there's like is it inheritance
0: isn't it the inheritance trilogy or something like that
1: maybe i don't know we have them all but anyway is it good she loved it it's called to sleep in a sea of stars oh and it's so it's a new a whole new like series i don't know if it's a series actually um, is it, it just be um, a standalone but it's like five the, five.
0: oh okay that's what was, that was gonna be my question yeah. oh cool also yeah. to sleep in a what is it sleep in a
1: to sleep in a sea of stars
0: that sounds so nice
1: <laughs> i want that <laughs> Yeah, she she loved it. So that's something that uh, you can check out after Tana of French. Oh my um, god! Now
0: my to read book, like to read list, yeah. is getting stressful.
1: <laughs> I started a, a future directions for me. I'll do a book and a like TV show. the The book series that I started, it's I think it's like a young adult thing, but it's still really good. Um, the first book is called Scythe. Have you heard of this series? No. It basically takes a really simple premise of what happens if humanity overcomes death, and like, what if it gets to the point where we can't die? Like, medical techniques have gotten so far that, and it, like, you'll be able to be revived no matter what.
0: Overpopulation.
1: And then- and that, so then there's this whole scythedom that is created that will, they, it's called gleaning. You glean people. And so it's like taking that simple premise of like what happens if this is the case and then just like runs with it. It's really cool. in like how people become a scythe. Uh, it's really interesting. Um, so that that's the first book. And then they go into, I think there's a couple more after that.
0: I'm telling you right now, I cannot read that book. It would be too stressful for me. The idea of immortality and how that our world would cope is not not good.
1: <laughs> it's so it, it takes it another step where it's like uh, there is basically the cloud as we know it, where we like put all of our information becomes sentient and it like starts it because it has all knowledge of everything it makes the right decisions for everybody. So like poverty is gone and like everything is, is fixed.
0: Oh,
1: it's, it's that's
0: nice. Yeah. Yeah. I the, the end of the good place stressed me out. I like, <laughs> I don't do well with these like metaphysical questions. It just like, it gives me a lot of anxiety.
1: Okay. Then maybe not that for <laughs> let you. Let me,
0: let me know how it turns out.
1: It's good. The first book was good. Um, <sighs> The the TV show I would suggest, I think I talked a little bit about it last time, is The Boys on Amazon. It is such a it's like one of the a a TV show in a long time that I've been like really interested in, in that it's just written very well. Like the actors are amazing and just every part of it.
0: Uh, Aya Cash is in it. I love her um, from You're the Worst. Uh, she's uh, st- Stormfront. Is that the? Oh, yeah. She plays like a terrible character, but like I love that actress.
1: A, a really bad character. I
0: don't actually. I have not seen the boys. I just know that she plays like a monstrous character.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hadn't seen You're the Worst. I need to. I need to watch that. I've heard it's really good.
0: It's good. Don't ever watch it on a second date. Uh <laughs>
1: I don't it's, think I have to have that.
0: Oh yeah, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you're good. That for for listeners, it's there's a lot of uh, excessive nudity in the be in the first episode. And if someone, if you're on a date, I don't know, and someone is like, "What is one of your favorite shows?" and you're like, "I really like you're the worst." Uh, when you first moved to Illinois, and you're going on dates, and they're like, "Well, let's watch it," and then in the back of your head, you're like something tells me i can't remember quite why but this would be a bad pick listen to that little voice
1: (laughs) a very bad decision
0: it's really awkward
1: (laughs) so watch the boys instead it's really good uh it it like the way it's written and it makes you always question like who's the protagonist who's the antagonist and like does such a good job with that um, so I'm really excited to see what comes out of it's an Amazon show. So I'm excited to see what else comes out of Amazon. I know one of my favorite comic books, Invincible, they're getting an animated series. So that's going to be coming out in the uh, near future. And it has an awesome voice cast, which is really cool. So check that out, too.
0: Woo! All right. Thanks for joining us uh, for anger.
1: <laughs> and yeah. Just general uh,
0: existential despair, dating like, advice again.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and cool recommendations.
1: <laughs> I know you all you only come here for the recommendations. We know that.
0: And dating advice.
1: And dating advice. Even though this is an academic podcast.
0: I should start a separate.
1: <laughs> an offshoot. You an you offshoot. can you can do
0: it's like a dear Abby, but dear Kathy. Oh, oh no. Dear Kate, keep an eye out for future podcasts. I'll give really bad dating advice.
1: Yeah, maybe it'll. Yeah, we'll have many episodes. It all right, has next to be week. In the yeah. vein of like you can grad school, you can relationship.
0: You can relationship, <laughs> you can relationship? question. This one's going to be a little more tentative. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll be more positive next week. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Thank da-da, you. Da-da, this episode of this is brought to you by Zotero.
1: What is Zotero?
0: Zotero is a person that you can grab is on a vacation. <laughs>